0: My name is Elizabeth Lewis and I'm the owner and CEO of Detroit Mom. As a teen mom, I know firsthand the feeling of isolation and the fears that come at different stages of motherhood. I spent half the time wondering where to find community and the other half dreaming of a way to create that community for myself and the women around me. No mother should experience change and challenges alone. I created this community and podcast to make sure women in my community are never alone. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom podcast. The intention of this podcast is to make sure you have a voice and your story is being heard. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis. And today I am here with Kristen Baffo and Mia Hall, who is a social worker with Build Up Michigan, who works on the Thrive From Home program campaign. What we kind of want to talk about today is When you feel like there is something different about your child, maybe you feel like they're maybe a little behind or you're playing with your kids are playing on a playground and you realize like, man, you know, my child just doesn't interact with other kids the way maybe they should, or someone says something to you. And I think we kind of wanted to give you guys an idea of what it's like from somebody's perspective. I know, Kristen, you're currently going through it with a smaller child. I know for myself, I've had plenty of questions. I see them. I see questions all the time on forums or in chat groups. Oh my gosh. I really dated myself, not chat groups, like Facebook pages, chat groups. Wow. But kind of to give you guys an idea, if you are a parent listening to this and you are sitting there like, oh my gosh, this could possibly be my child. Who can help you? We want you to know where to go who to seek help from, who to contact, and kind of what the steps are going to look like. So, so Kristen, kind of introduce, I know most people know who you are already, but reintroduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your story with your daughter.
1: Yeah. So my name's Kristen and I'm a podcast manager with Detroit mom. And I have Two daughters. Penelope is three and very advanced for her age and did everything first with anybody in her age group. And then I have Stella, who will be two in a week, and she is very severely delayed. She has no official diagnosis yet other than low muscle tone due to the fact that she's delayed and she never had the opportunity to build things up the way I guess you're supposed to, or quote unquote, normal. So, and I think with Stella, I mean, I, looking back now, I mean, the signs were there day one. You know, I, you know, I always looked at her legs and I always noticed like her legs are a little different. Like they were just shaped a little differently and didn't think anything of it and it wasn't till Christmas her first Christmas and Stella was six months old and my cousin had a baby also four months after Stella was born and by Christmas that baby was already double the size of Stella like double and she was wow. four months. and I mean granted yes this child was like has tall parents and they're bigger. And so she was going to be bigger, but it was shockingly different. And Stella was already starting to be a little bit behind. Like it's crazy. Cause like she rolled over really fast, like within the first month that she was alive, she was rolling over, but that was it by the time she was six months old, she couldn't sit on her own. Like she couldn't sit up without any sort of assistance and she looked miserable when she was doing it. So it was all, and my husband, you know, God bless him but he loved to carry her and hold her. And so everybody was always like, oh, it's because she doesn't like to sit up. So she hasn't, you know, worked those muscles or, oh, her dad's always carrying her. Like there was always an excuse for why she was the way she was. And a lot of people telling me not to worry about it, not to worry about it. Um, And then the pandemic hit, which made everything so much harder because right as the pandemic hit, it's when we were really starting to seek help. Like we noticed things weren't right with her. You know, our current, pediatrician was just like, oh, all kids develop on their own, you know, on their own time. And that just wasn't enough for me. And so we switched pediatricians. We got, we started physical therapy despite, you know, having a recommendation from a pediatrician. And we just kind of started doing things on our own, but we were doing it in the middle of a pandemic, which made it, you know, 10 times worse. And by the time she was one, she wasn't even crawling. Like she couldn't crawl at one, let alone take her first steps. And so, you know, it was really at one that she really started therapy and she's been in physical therapy and occupational therapy and feeding therapy and chiropractor. And then she's going through neurological consults and starting that process And then she's in an early start intervention program with Beaumont. And now she's applying for early on with MISD. And, you know, I mean, we're not a wealthy family. And like all the time, like I think to myself, like, oh no. Like the medical bills are. Astronomical, and even if I wanted to get a second job, I couldn't, because right. no, there would be nobody no. to take her to all of these therapies. And
2: it's just so, so. At this time, can I ask have you Have you done all these things only through the medical side and not through, you know, the educational side? Have you looked at it? The... We just
1: started with the early on, like. <laughs> I have my packet. (laughs) So they just sent me our packet for our evaluation. So we're just now starting that side recommended by Beaumont. Like they had kind of given us
2: the resource. And that's going to be a tremendous resource for you. The one thing I can say though, is like, if, if your, you know, medical provider had not referred you to early on, a lot of parents don't know, they can always go through their school district to start that early on process on their own. Because sometimes doctors will say, okay, well, let's just wait and see, you know, all kids develop differently, yeah. differently. And so they kind of, you know, want to kind of, I guess, calm your fears and your worries about your child's development. So they, you know, kind of put you on the track of, okay, well, you know what, that's okay if he's not, or she's not developing it at, at the rate of maybe the brother or sister. But, you know, so, we, so we'll just watch. But you can always, you know, not disregard their opinion, but think, you know, well, you know what, I know my child. I've seen how my other child develops. I can, you know, go through early on by way of the school district because they do have the early childhood special education programs. And so that would have been the route that you're taking now. But a lot of parents don't know that they can do that.
1: Well, and I think that, they, not only do they not know, but if you don't have a child that's school age yet, like you really yes. don't know that that's even an option. Like I would have never, if Beaumont never offered it. And if I didn't have a girlfriend who also worked for MISD and was like, Hey, you can go through this. I I would have never even known to go through. It. And I was that parent where everyone was telling me she's fine. Right. She's just, she's just at her own pace or she has low muscle tone. And that's, you know, the factor. I mean, we know that yes, her low muscle tone is an issue but that is, there's way more going on that we're learning now is going on than what back then. Like, and back then, I mean, back then was a year ago. It, was, it wasn't it was even yeah. like it was that long ago. This was just a year ago that we they were telling me she'll be fine she'll walk when she's ready to walk. And I'm like, she's a year old and she doesn't crawl. Like, when is she going to (laughs) walk? Like, you know, and now she's two, she still doesn't walk, but I mean, through, you know, therapies and now, you know, we're excited to do early on and stuff like we've seen, you know, huge improvements, but I mean, she's still drastically delayed and it's just, you know. It's like Jamie mentioned in a podcast before. Like it's the fear of the unknown.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there's nothing greater than the
0: fear of the unknown. No, it's true, and and what you said is very true. I think a lot of parents don't know, and if you don't have school-age children and you're not around other people, and I think the pandemic isolated so many people mm-hmm. that parents, you know, like you, you know, like you were saying, we have like, you go to your doctor and they're like, Oh, they're, they're good. They'll catch up stuff like that. But I think a lot of parents want to be so proactive. They are like, well, what do I need to do? What should I be doing? Should I be doing this? They're like, no, just wait. And I know we hear it so often from readers, from people who follow us and just say, you know, I, I knew something was wrong with my child. Like it's this gut instinct. They're like, I knew something was wrong, but like, but like Kristen, you know, you go to your doctor. You're to everybody, and so I think that's kind of what's what is so cool about what you offer Mia to people is, you know, with build up, you know, it's not like early on is what birth to birth to
2: age three, yeah,
0: okay, and then build up
2: comes in at birth. I mean, I'm sorry, three to age three to five, and so it's kind of like a continuation uh, under the Child Find laws. Uh, it's the, that's the legal requirement for school districts to kind of find any children that may have some developmental delays and look for ways to, you know, get them that early intervention. So if you start at birth to three and get early on intervention in, in home, yeah. you know, that's ideal. But even at age three, when they're still not school age, you know, when you start to notice those things and say, oh, well, you know, the, the you look at your friends' kids, and you think, okay, they're they're able to climb, you know, their gross motor skills are a little bit higher, or they're, you know, l- have memorized their colors and you know n- know their shapes and things like that. Yeah, all of those things are developmental things that you know you start to kind of like measure and and just kind of think about. And so, whenever you whenever you have that notion that you know maybe my child does have some skills that are lagging, you can always you know seek seek out that help. And so that's and with the Thrive from Home, the build up program three to five, you know that's what they're definitely doing is making sure their kids are kindergarten ready. Okay. And so as soon as you kind of have that concern you know, you can definitely, you know, contact, build up, you can contact your school district, and they will get involved to kind of, you know, as they say, don't wait, go ahead and um, evaluate just or, or see if there, you know, are some things that you can um, actually be doing in advance. The Thrive From Home program last summer, because of the pandemic, they sought to kind of, you know, just give parents ideas, ways to encourage their child's development, you know, outside of a, a formal preschool program, since so many schools were closed due to the pandemic. Yeah. You know, you can always be looking at ways to encourage language, encourage movement, encourage, you know, just any any all things development developmentally, you know, just to help your child and then to take note of it. You know, you want to have a developmental checklist that you're aware of at age two or age three, you know, this is what their same age peers are doing or can do. And so that kind of gives you an idea.
0: Okay. That's really helpful. And I think so with early on and even build up what you know i know you're specifically with build up what could somebody expect so say you know my son's 5 now but here's a for instance my daughter did not go to preschool she was with my mother-in-law who pretty much was her preschool because of our work schedule there was no way and that was our option so she didn't go to preschool what about those families that don't send their children to preschool for whatever reason and they're sitting here, sitting here at you know registering their child for kindergarten, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, is my child delayed?" Now at that point, you know, does does build up step in? Is does the school? How does that work?
2: So build up kind of is 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 kind of like. Kind of um, more of an informational campaign to kind of help parents know what their child should be kind of experiencing or, or learning. Okay. Developmentally, and so they they do provide a lot of a lot of resources to parents as far as videos and different contents. For instance, i mentioned their uh, their Thrive from Home program, where you can go online and look at the different things that you you know in all areas, sensory social, language, and literacy, all of those things that are going to be like precursors to what you what you want to know as you're entering kindergarten. So they're going to just give you all of those different resources to start kind of introducing some of those things that maybe that you feel are lagging. So the things that you feel, you know, that you, that you aren't seeing as you've looked at the developmental checklist that you need to kind of Instill and, and encourage, and try to work with your child on. So that's that's their goal, and they're also gonna, you know, help you within the school district. Look for the, as as Kristen was saying, kind of get the same resources that you would get medically. So you kind of kind of get a, a double dose of services. You know, with speech okay. and language services, occupational therapy, physical therapy. You know, you can have oh, wow. services, and you can also have services that are outside. Like if she's saying, she's going through Beaumont you know, and I, I work in the school district as well as a social worker and do those evaluations with kids who may end up in a, you know, early childhood special ed classroom initially. And, you know, that's the fear of a lot of parents is that their child is going to start school and be in an early childhood special ed classroom and not be in the general preschool setting. But a lot of kids enter into, you know, through early on, uh, we, we it, with our district, our our, our early intervention, team, you know, works in the home and they kind of identify kids that will probably be evaluated for special ed services as they enter preschool, they enter our preschool and then they're, then our school team, you know, actually a lot of times will work with students, you know, who may have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder or or cognitive delays. And we end up, you know, kind of having those kids in the, maybe their first experience in preschool that first year th- at age three, they are in that ECSE classroom setting, but then they do move into the gen ed preschool setting because they've had the intervention. And so wow. that's what a lot of parents are not aware that that can be the progression if you get that early intervention.
0: And you just don't realize it either. You know, this goes back to, I know I've said this multiple times and I hope anyone that's listening that is currently here or feeling like their child is delayed or where Kristen's at, that they sit back and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna be my child's advocate. And I love, I appreciate my doctor, but I'm gonna give them a call. Cause, cause at the end of the day, it doesn't really hurt anything by a parent giving early on or build up Michigan a call.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And you definitely wanna be your child's advocate because you know you know your child best and you can see, you know, the different things that, you know, there's just that, oh, you know, she she just likes being held by her dad. You know, those kinds of things that people say, you know, although it's meant to be comforting and to help you, you know, kind of think, oh, yeah, you know, it's not what I'm thinking it is. If you still have that question in your mind, then you should follow up on it and then think, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and take this extra step because you want the early intervention. You want that service just just to start, you know, looking at some of the things that you are concerned with.
0: Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Because I think a lot of times people, you know, Kristen, did you, did you know any of these things existed? I know you said you'd never heard of them, but like, how would you know?
1: So it's funny because it was mentioned early, but very nonchalant, like, hey, you know, oh, well, there is this program and you can go get evaluated if you need it. But, you know, it's a resource that's out there it was kind of just like that. And honestly, I kind of just was like, okay, when you're going through all this, the amount of paperwork and pamphlets and things that get tossed at you is so much that at the time it was just part of like the ton of uh, resources I was already getting. And so it wasn't until a mom in the waiting room of physical therapy was, was talking about it to me and was like, have you looked into early on? And I was like, well, I go, someone mentioned it. I go, but nobody said for sure that I needed to do that. And she was like, oh, wow. well, she's like, it's not a, like she goes, it's through the school district and you do it all on your own. It has nothing to do with the hosp- like the hospital right. or the medical, like it, you know, so it was brought up, but it was never like, hey, this is <laughs> an excellent resource and you should use it. And it's free. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time I'm thinking like, I got to get her into physical therapy and occupational therapy and feeding therapy. And I'm not Mm -hmm. thinking about all the additional resources they're throwing at me. I'm thinking about like, in my mind, what I, as a parent who knows nothing about medical, nothing about schools, I'm thinking these are the priorities. And it wasn't sitting in an office with a mom who had a daughter in early on and was like, it's doing wonders for her. And Mm -hmm she's really advanced in all this stuff. And I'm like, what, (laughs) you know, I'm like, what is early on, you know? And it then again, you know, ask then asking the doctor about early on and they're like, Oh yeah, we gave you this pamphlet like a while back. Yeah. And you know, you can call and then, you know, talking to my girlfriends about it, you know, like when people ask, well, how is Stella, you know, and then my one girlfriend is a special education teacher and you know, She had mentioned it before too, but like I said, it's, it's almost like marketing in the sense where it has to be shoved in your face so many times before you believe it. Cause like in many ways, it almost to a parent with a child who is borderline special needs, like it almost sounds too good to be true. Like, and it took, it took a few times before I really realized, okay, this is a resource that I should probably look into and but it, yeah, I mean, so was it brought up? Yes, but it was never something that I actually like, it was not something okay. that people were like, yeah, you should really do this, you know? Because I don't think a lot of people knew what it was. And it wasn't until I talked to somebody whose child was actively in the early on program and was able to really kind of talk to me about what it was that it made sense.
0: So Mia, that's my question. Okay, so you were explaining buildup so I think this is probably because I get confused often too the difference between early on and build up. Mm -hmm. So when people are talking about them, I think a lot of people are confused and use them interchangeably like where it's like, Oh, I use build up. And then their kid actually uses early on. But so my question, okay. So just so for readers early on is going to be birth to three. What do they do? Like how, because I'm trying to picture this, how are they supported with early on from birth to three?
2: Okay, so I'm going to just speak to my district that I work in, which is Ferndale. Okay. We have a really great early intervention team. Once I, I believe that kids are referred to them through early on, that team, which is a early interventionist teacher, early intervention okay. teacher, as well as a, or educator, as well as a speech pathologist, a physical therapist, occupational therapist. They kind of make this 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 great team that will go into the home and oh, basically p- provide support for the parents. Okay, and, um, which was which is a lot of the parent component of parent coaching. Okay, and well as because sometimes you know as you said you, you just aren't aware of what you you know you don't know especially if it's your first child like you know of what you should be right. looking for and so they kind of help with the p- parent coaching aspect as well as looking at the child's development. And so um, they're going to do an assessment that will give a, a, a full picture of your child's development and where they are um, developmentally. Like at this age, you know, as far as gross motor skills and being able to either sit up or crawl, you know, they are, you know, developmentally behind it by so many months. Like they are able to actually assess in, and give you an idea of um, where they are developmentally compared to their same age peers, and okay. so there. So that's going to give you the the kind of the metric to where okay, this is where they are, and this is where we're trying to get them to 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 be, you know, to 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 move towards. And
0: okay. And so they, they
2: work with you on that. They they're going to give you different activities to do. You know, if it was a gross motor concern, or you know, the physical therapist is is working with you to you know say you just. Helping him to learn to hop, or helping your yeah. child learn to hop, and um, you know, uh, do do certain motor activities that you probably wouldn't incorporate into your normal day, but they make it a part of. It's just so that you can build those those skills. Wow. Okay.
0: So this this is so interesting. Okay. So this is so for everyone listening. That is early on Michigan. That is birth to three years. Now, moving into the second half. Yeah.
2: So they now you enter that, build up. Uh, oh, wait, wait a family service plan. So they're working with the family to help your child build these skills, you know, and reach these developmental milestones and to, you know, from birth to three things that again, after they're doing their assessment, things that will um, help your child support, support your child's growth developmentally. And then three to five, you know, that's once children are in preschool, it switches from a family service plan to an independent I'm sorry, an IEP, individualized education plan. And so again, the school team is doing the same things where I'm a school social worker in the building. We have a occupational therapist, speech therapist, physical therapist, and a special education teacher who's also developing goals that are gonna help your child reach all of those academic and developmental milestones. Wow,
0: okay, and this is absolutely free. Both of these are free?
2: Yes. Two people? Yep.
0: I agree, Kristen. Yeah, this is where that whole like too good to be true where you're like, and I think even I'll be honest as somebody who has children I in all different grades, when someone says to me, oh, the preschool is free. You know, like it's speaking, and this is where the too good to be true comes in is when you hear that, you're like, well, what do you mean preschool is free? I paid for preschool. But I think it's just stuff that is not talked about. We're not talking about the resources that are out there for our children. Or I think a lot of times it's a shame thing too. A mom does not want to admit or believe that her child is developmentally or is delayed in any way. And I think more, I think a huge part of that too, is we have to break that stigma of like, it's okay if your child needs a little extra help. And it doesn't mean it's going to be for the rest of their life. It could just mean, you know, in, in, in the reality of things through a pandemic having working parents, all of these different things. There are a lot of factors that probably play into this. and It is not something somebody individually did to their children for them to be delayed. You know, and I, I think that's a, a huge part is, you know, how can we, instead of, I love what you said, I think you said, what is it, early, something you had like a play on early intervention. It was really good. Was it me?
2: I don't know. Yes, Don't wait
0: evaluate. Yes, don't wait evaluate. Yes, okay. yes. Like I, I think that's great. Just kind of like really paying attention to your child. Like Kristen, I'm certain that you probably had a gut feeling that something was wrong. Like, oh yeah. Like,
1: and like I said, I go, I look back now and from the moment she was born, I was like, Well, her legs just look a little like different, you know? And I'm like, eh, I'm a new mom. My <laughs> my oldest baby that I have right now is only a year and a half old like I'm still so new to this even though I've got two kids you know and so it's like I yeah I mean there were so many signs but at the time when you have so many people telling you ah it's not that big of a deal yeah you know, just wait she's on her own timeline when you have so- you start to think you're crazy. Like, and yep. I can't tell you how many rabbit holes on the internet that I dived down until oh, three wow. in the morning because <laughs> you just want, you want somebody, honestly, and still today, I want somebody to look at me and be like, yeah, validate your child is delayed. Yes, we're going to do this, that, the other, because I still don't feel like I fully have gotten that you know mm-hmm. and I think that's where like when you have a delayed child it's so hard because it's pinpointing why they're delayed is not an easy process and then you know and then you're going through like insurance and specialists and all this stuff and to know that like there's early on and it's just there and it's free
0: it's too good to be true <laughs> You know. I know. I think it's so great though. And I think that, you know, hopefully people listening. Okay. I did want to, I want to bring this up before we bring this too close. Cause we want everyone to be able to listen and be digestible. Mia, can people still, do you still encourage people to use the thrive from
2: home program that you guys have right now? Oh, absolutely. The website okay. is built up. And I was going to say the best rabbit hole to dive down is e- either the <laughs> early on website or the build up website the michigan early on and build up because they have great resources like when i mentioned the um, developmental um, checklist that you get on those websites those are just yeah. a, just a good like snapshot of what you know you should you should expect for any child's development at certain ages and so just to kind of have that in your mind they even have like i know when my kids were little they didn't have it but they have actual milestone trackers like you can do on your phone like apps oh so, you know that kind of is like right there at, on your hands because you don't always have a checklist like oh I'm gonna check yeah. things off that my child is doing but if you, you have the app you know and it kind of helps you kind of keep a record you can take a picture of the child you know he started yeah. I, I noticed him crawling and you can kind of note that and so they have so many different resources on both of those websites the build up uh, the right from home website again is is basically has every single category that you're looking for as far as development social emotional okay communication, cognitive learning, all of those things are there where you just, you know, mis- movement, physical development, every single area, there, there's something you can click on. And as and it gives you an idea of what you can do at home to kind of encourage that development.
0: Okay. And I love that. Cause even I, I have a two, oh my gosh, wait, is she two and a half? Yes. A two and a half year old. And I'm like, I'm going to go look at this list to make sure she's on track because she's not in preschool yet. And while, you know, you boast about your children, you're like, my child is so advanced. Maybe, maybe they're not doing things that they actually should be. And so maybe I should check that out. But I think it's just that proactive part. Like maybe something isn't wrong with your child, but just knowing. And I remember looking at your list. We've worked with, you know, worked with you guys for for years now. And I was like, this is so cool because it was broke down, into ages and what they should be doing at this age where you could kind of go through a checklist and be like, okay, my child's doing most of these things. You know, maybe I'll just pay attention to what they're not doing. But I love that option. So I think what we, the main thing for for everyone listening, just be proactive, you know, check check on the website, get on early on's website. And we'll put all of this stuff in the show notes too. As far as Early On Michigan, Build Up Michigan, the Thrive From Home program, we will put everything on there so that you guys can can go look at it for yourself so you mm-hmm. can listen. And, and and the hope is that you see yourself in Kristen or somebody else that's currently going through it and say to yourself, you're because you're not alone, you aren't alone. And the, I'm sure, how many people do you think get services through Build Up Michigan, Mia? Do you have like an idea?
2: I, I actually would not, not know, but I'm sure, you know, like I said, it's, it's, you know, through the state of Michigan, it's one of the child find kind of, you know, backbones that they have to kind of look for children that, that might need these services. So, yeah, you know, that it's it's major. So, that, so I, I don't have any numbers because again, like, yeah, kind of, volunteer through build up to help with developing the Thrive From Home. Yeah. You know, resources. But, you know, it's it's definitely a, a resource that many people use because that that's how we kind of make sure that we're, you know, keeping our kids in Michigan on track. So yeah. You know, it's,
0: now we just need to get more people to know about build up and right. early eyes.
2: <laughs> and especially if you're a parent, even if it's you're not your child, but you have a, a niece or a nephew, you know, you can give that these resources to someone that you know, you know, is not aware because they might just listen to their doctor and their doctor's telling them, Oh, you know, yep. just wait and see, he's going to yep. be fine, you know, and then you can say, well, you know, you can always do this, you know, because you have that gut instinct, you know, of what. So you, true. yeah, Of what you, you now,
0: know. I appreciate it. I loved everything that you had to say, Kristen, thank you for sharing your story. I know it's not thank easy. Well, yeah, it's a absolutely. hard part, right? It's hard I mean, to just kind of, yeah and then you you, don't expect to get emotional
1: oh I knew I was going to get emotional I mean (laughs) anytime I think you have a child who's going through something it's just emotional and you can't help it so I mean I there's not a mom that I haven't met in this you know through my whole process who has a similar child who you know at some point hasn't broken down over just you know the toll it takes, like, cause yeah. as a parent, like it's, it's stressful. Like when your kid is behind, you know, you, you don't want, nobody wants their child to be behind. So
0: yeah. yeah. It's, it's emotional. Yeah. It's so emotional. And thank you, Mia, for being here I really and
2: sharing. It. Yeah,
0: I appreciate
2: Yeah, having the time. To come. It- and, you know, just as I said, I work in the school district to, to Kristen and to all other moms. What I like to see is that the kids that go through early intervention and then start in our early childhood special ed classrooms, just to see the growth, just to know that the yeah. impact that early intervention makes. And so, you know, I'm always happy, you know, when I'm, when I'm able to see a parent say, oh, okay, this has all really, you know, benefited my child so much. And so, and that is, you know, very often the case where you just kind of see so much growth and, and, you know, parents realize that, you know, that even though you kind of struggle with, with, with it all and you know, you, it is difficult, you know, and you, you want your child to be right where they need to be developmentally. But with this early intervention, it really, really helps them. And yeah, and, you know, there's brighter days.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that message. No, just kind of giving encouragement and hope. And like you said, you're in the school district. You see firsthand
2: Definitely. Yeah.
0: how early intervention impacts children, then how going into building and, and the things that you guys can do to help kids thrive it's probably an incredible feeling and i love that you you know it's something you're passionate about which i think families probably feel and feel comfort and knowing it's something you love to do
2: yeah yeah is very rewarding so yeah it,
0: i can imagine again thank you for being here hopefully we will have you back with some some more stuff as this develops because generally what happens is moms listen they're like oh my gosh i have so many questions." And then we have to bring you back. Oh, so okay. Thank you. <laughs> hopefully that is the case so we can get the word out and more moms know to utilize, you know, early on in Build Up Michigan. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Make sure you rate, review and subscribe so that more moms can listen to our podcast. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you.